What are we going to talk about today? Firstly, survivors and victims. We believe you. We believe you fully. And this episode is sort no of questions no questions asked whatsoever. And this episode is going to sort of be um about getting to know about a survivor and their story. And then you get to know who their abuser is and you realize hey this is someone i know or hey this is someone i'm friends with hey this is someone i've interacted with or even on a larger scale hey this is a celebrity i grew up idolizing, idolizing. where do you go from there do any of you have any like celebrity role models that you ever found out about not me not i never had a celebrity role model that i like idolized but a lot of my like guy best friends in the whole world like some of the people that i consider not only like like actually multitudes of them have loved ronaldo since they were kids and you know like and i'm not only saying this is from like their own personal testaments i've grown up with these boys you know i've seen like you, pictures of yeah you talked about how he went down also no right for me yeah and so ronaldo was the first one that i talked about and i'll get to how he went mm-hmm. in a second mm-hmm. because i want this one to be driven mainly by youtube Right, so I've grown up seeing these boys with, and even some girls with like pictures of Ronaldo plastered on their walls from like okay. FIFA and whatnot. And then, as someone who was away from the noise, you know, someone who wasn't like like worshiping at the altar of Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo, to hear the heinous crimes he's committed against women who've come forward, and then seeing certain people just ignore it or be detached from it. I don't understand it at and all. And then say hey he was never convicted. He was never convicted and also saying he paid like shot money like he literally paid money and guys as a decent human being as a survivor myself as a girl hearing someone tell me you can't say anything about Ronaldo cuz he was never convicted was the most invalidating feeling ever. Right. You know another thing that I've heard this yeah. time Melanie Martinez I don't know if you both know I know yeah, about yeah. that she was accused of um assault I think her girlfriend right her ex-girlfriend yeah, I think yeah I think I'm pretty sure but yeah. I thought that she was like accused of it and then people were like no it didn't happen and right now that's just so much like I don't know what to think of it because again she's a celebrity she can pay someone to like she can pay anyone to shut it down and also Jani I think when I read that which we'll get back to the survivor okay. thing but right now we're just I think talking about a broader uh, aspect of it I remember when I read that I was more about like Melanie Martinez has written songs like um dollhouse or songs like you know like Mrs Potato Head which generally attack the patriarchal setups that yeah, women yeah. are shackled by so how can you associate or like you know associate her with something like this which encroaches directly on a woman's self order yeah. you know someone's own personal space I've, I've heard a lot of people like someone that 
you know, but generally I know that they would always believe the survivor. Has also said that, you know, like she was cleared of everything and it was just a lie. But again, with, I think like with people, you can still somehow like, I don't know actually. So Naomi, I want you to take the Yaguar. Yeah, you don't, I don't know. I cannot listen to her music. Yeah. Yeah. So Naomi, I want you to take this ahead. Now we're going to talk more about people who are. Who we know. Who we know. And even people who are, you know, another thing that I want you to get into Uh in the course of this episode is people sometimes who are your safe people yeah. people who you confide in about stuff stuff that could yes also relate <laughs> to sexual assault stuff that could relate to familial issues stuff that could relate to anything yes because you know the truth of the matter is that before they are assaulters which is all they should be after they are assaulters yeah. they are also people who are there interacting with you giving you guidance maybe not before assault the worst people on the planet where do you move forward with that? Which so, is what I want you to take on. Okay, first of all, before I get into it, I just want to say in no way was this a struggle for me. It was just a period of conflict where... Um, also, I'll be talking about um, just from my personal experiences. The person I got to know who was um, an uh, abuser or someone who was an assaulter... I promise myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, was actually the person that was the first person I called when I was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And he was the person that I would talk to whenever I would get flashbacks, whenever I would get triggered because of it. He was the person. So when I got to know, my initial reaction was shock that how could he... And my second reaction was just sort of sitting on my bed and trying to process it Mm. where I was like, where do I go from here? Obviously, I need this man to cease to exist from my life. But what about my memories? Like some of the memories that I cherish the most are with him. Mm. And, um, oh no, and some of the... Not only the memories I have only with him, some of the memories I share with him and other people, there's sort of this like cloud of grey that comes on top of those and you just don't know how to think about that and what to do. And I'll also talk about how when someone you sort of know or are friends with gets called out on social media, all of a sudden you're being contacted by so many people saying, why are you not speaking out about this? hey, I can't speak out about this because there is so much that I'm thinking about still, Hmm. especially as someone who's survived as well. Hmm. And I just remember like for days on, and again, it was not a struggle. It was just me thinking so much and thinking and thinking and thinking and trying to process this. But towards the end, again, the only feeling that I was left with was admiration for the survivor. And I'm proud to say now that I have, like, processed everything. You have? Yeah, even with my experiences and everything, I've mm. reached a place in life where I can talk about it. But yeah, coming... Sorry, I um, <laughs> went That's on fine. a different track. What I meant to say is that um, when you get to know a close friend is an abuser, it is just so many things that you have to think about before you say okay you do not exist in my life anymore obviously you need to cut them off there is no other way about it but is it sort of like an 
in a battle with the devil on your shoulder to cut them off yes hmm. if that makes sense like you know that's the right thing to do your morals your heart your mind everything is telling you to do that as a decent human being you should do that but then you think about the amount of love you had for this person and it is just very very conflicting what do you think i agree with everything you have said because like you don't know what to you don't know you know what to do but you don't know how to go about it and i think that is like where the struggle is where you you know like again like you said about social media and everything mm-hmm. you you're like trying to find your own way through it because mm-hmm. yes you have um that's a difference again like this is provided that you didn't know about it like yeah that you are just finding out and it they've been called out and um people are like texting you and stuff and you're like trying to find your own way around it because you know that you have to cut them off you know at the end it, you do have to do it but you're also like attached to them you might not like them as a person anymore but you're still like the attachment and the memories yeah. because of the memories is there and you have to let go of that and there's yeah. a lot of like gray area in like letting go of them as in what do you hold on to do you let go of them as a whole uh-huh. do you hold on to some memories and you know cuz like in your head if you're like if those are happy memories you might feel guilty thinking about them also. exactly exactly and okay moving away from this particular thing again to the larger scale there are similar conflicts even when you find out that someone you admire a lot um like a celebrity when you find out about them it brings me back to separating the art from the artist how do you feel about the content that they have created for you in the past how do you feel about the years and years of you putting up their posters on your room and just you know having your like email id passwords being their name it just it is so much right to get to do where you're like oh there's this person that i admired with everything in me and now i'm just in a place where i just have to start hating their movies or their songs and it's not even something that the society pressures you into it's human instinct right to not want to support them anymore because all you feel for them is disgust and that disgust overshadows the years and years of um uh looking up to them that you went through or confiding in them yeah or no like right now I'm talking about celebrities oh celebrities yeah. sorry right that it just overshadows the years and years of you looking up to them you thinking hey they're the greatest person i want to be exactly like them hmm. so again just it's very um i don't know if conflicting is the word i should use it's i think everyone's like trying to find that part there's a lot of fog there's a lot of fog yeah it's not um Yeah, the outcome is there. The outcome is there, but it's just like reaching to the outcome is, and I'll say it in the most vague way possible, but I really like hope you understand it. Reaching that path is a process. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything you guys would like to say about Ronaldo or you? I want to ask you a question. Yes. So with the whole, um, over the last like three, four years, the trend that we've seen, especially in Delhi, is there a lot of boys and girls or people around the world generally any any way that you identify are called out through instagram stories or through mm. social media and then it becomes kind of like a social media battle 
of one side reposting the survivor or in some cases the victim stories and in some cases you're posting rebuttals saying that this is the person I've known he or she or they are the greatest people I've ever met they are feminists they are champions to hell with them yeah firstly to hell with them but do you ever think that in the battle that ensues or like even like the like how you said like you know like the pressure to post instagram stories hmm. do you think that something gets lost in all that noise do you think that the survivor story gets lost in that noise is what i'm going to say in the sense of political gossip and it becomes gossip yeah it becomes gossip it's not their story anymore it's pure gossip oh tune kiski side li tune iski story dekhi ruk yeah. mai screenshots bhej literally do you not follow this person they're private i'll send you the instagram stories and it yeah. and i don't know how i feel about that like but also at the same time social media is a really good platform to it is no 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 for sure i'm i'm not i'm not disregarding that in any way i think it's definitely incentivized and given survivors a much stronger and clear medium to share their stories but i'm talking about again we're not as as i think naomi mentioned earlier we're not really talking about survivors because as we said you believe their truth and however they choose to portray it whether one year later seven years later 20 years later or one day later and also you know i think when people go out of their way to say i knew this person this person was great and whatever that is not only invalidating to the survivor that is invalidating to each and every person that's under the threat of sexual assault right that was invalidating for me to say because the person who the two people who i've been through it with were both people who um, one was my role model one was my mentor and the second one was my everything so it is just so what are you trying to say just because the person's great with you doesn't mean they can do something else like you were not there you did not see it if you are and you know that's why you just to interject yeah. that is ironically the viewpoint that a lot of people give in rebuttal to sexual assault yeah. is that you were not there you did not see it and i think to everyone hearing this one of you take it up because i don't uh-huh. really want to talk like i don't think i have the place to talk about it do you think that what would you say to people who are like saying you know like the ronaldo case is the closest that comes to mind but to people who are saying that you were not there in the court of social media everyone has tried everyone has think it's but isn't that the nature of sexual assault that's what makes it so easy for assaulters or abusers to assert power flip the power imbalances you know yes because at the end of the day believe the survivor believe the survivor you can always say i was never there who would ever be there right <laughs> that is the most stupid argument you can ever give in response and when the, again you said the ronaldo case is a freshest one that comes to your mind because we were speaking about it um a few days ago a few days ago um a lot of people said that oh who said you know twitter activists said that ronaldo did this hey twitter activists didn't say ronaldo this this the person who ronaldo did it to said it and as a decent human being the least you can do is take her or their word for it and i think that and janvi just go ahead and with this but i feel like you know there's like a lot of noise about that people who believe ronaldo are like crazy misogynists because i mean in this case this was a woman who was um, putting in and while i agree with that characterization completely i feel like there also needs to be like an appeal to like you know appeal to them and tell you what we think because i feel like it's important and we think that we're morally right and i just want to say that 
don't you think that every single time one mm-hmm. guy or even a girl or anybody in the world invalidates a survivor struggle you're indirectly invalidating every a single lot. survivor yeah, struggle yeah uh, because if you're invalidating one person someone around you like that person might not be listening but someone around you might be listening right like right. who has been through it and you're basically saying if there is no proof it has not been like and that's all, that's only that's close to all sexual assault in the world you're yeah. it's it's not a one off case you know what i mean if ronaldo yes ronaldo had hundreds of thousand dollars of hush money at his disposal and there was media coverage to it but isn't that the thing about sexual assault it's sometimes it's sometimes mental that the only marks that are left are you know not yeah. visible and what do you want to say about that it is just i read this one article once like really long back where this lady was like hey you know what going to court was actually the most invalidating thing for me because i went through all of that in the end for for a judge to do like thak thak and say that not guilty not guilty and then the world said not guilty and it was he's been convicted as not doing it fighting to say that no you are wrong you are wrong and i'm not saying people don't lie people lie a lot i know a few people but you that don't lie. Know who's lying but you don't know who's lying and i think like the effects of like the liar and like what would happen if the person was lying versus what happens if you don't believe the person yeah is like no you had you just have to believe person and um another thing is that a lot of like i believe in it is that i would rather believe um a lie than defend an abuser a lot of people are like hey accusations ruin lives though i want to tell you that sorry just to interject with yeah. a, with a um statistic 8% of rape allegations turn out to be false 8% just 8% and that's less than acceptance rates of your favorite universities that's less than percentages of people that populate stadiums that's nothing 8% yeah. is a minuscule number and really what i was trying to say is that accusations don't necessarily ruin lives did it ruin ronaldo's life Not did it ruin melanie martinez's life no no cuz there are there's this group of people that will say you're an abuser but then there's also the group of people there's that will also, say that there was um, no proof angelina jolie's abuser who brad pitt just worked with oh yes i saw like yes exactly so His you know your ex husband is going and working with someone that assaulted you yeah and you are just going to work with him because he's like good at what he does Right. So, excuse me no again separating the art from the artist and i just i just want to bring this up for everyone who's like still like you know on the fence about do you believe survivors from the get go mm-hmm. because a lot of people in this case of sexual assault flip the proverb they say innocent until proven guilty i want you to just visualize a room of 100 people with their hands raised up and then just imagine putting down eight of those hands will the crowd look any different it's like 2 out of 25 i think that's like a more like realistic, realistic. it's like in your class so many people are telling you that you know like this is like this bag like inside it is like a blue color yeah. and how many like the probability of it being a lie itself is like 2 out of 25 you don't nothing. know who that two people yeah. are going to be and we don't know that so if you if you're talking like not lying so adding to what jani singh and then you go uh-huh. ahead is it i feel like a lot of people who are um anti believing assault uh, uh, believing survivors a lot of them their stand is that mm-hmm. you were not there you've not seen it so they they entirely rely on empirical or quantitative evidence to it right what more quantitative evidence do you need than a statistic that literally tells you there yeah. are eight women or eight men or eight human beings on the planet who are 
lying out of every hundred yeah or who have who are allegating false who are making false claims what more of a startling quantitative statistic do you need I than that it's like a very like mathematical thing it's, really yeah. it's 20 like are they like how much is that 92 yeah but right like you're going to believe any two people but you over won't 100 be like okay these eight. eight people are lying there's there's eight people in this room who are lying so we will not believe 100 people right and in no way are we trying to say that the people who lie should get away with it no, no they should not get away with it's it at all it's disgusting it's, it's disgusting to lie like because why you're not you? invalidating the experience of people who've been through yeah. it you're you're doing so many things you're wrong you're crossing so many boundaries by doing that so many lines by doing that but the bigger picture here is i would rather believe someone that's lying than defending the abuser again going back mm-hmm. to what i said earlier i would too And anyway. if that person is lying, just to add that, if that person is lying, give them hell. Give them the same treatment that you would give a horrible person. And also, I think the other problem is you don't know how to like come out that people are lying about. No, I'm talking about people who know. physically come out and then then they say then they retract their statements and said no, I physically lied. Unless there are of course external factors that yeah, play like unless intimidation. Unless there is proof. Unless there is proof, yeah, hmm. of intimidation or whatever, but. You're right. It's not as black and white as that, but I would definitely the takeaway is that. But coming yeah. back to the dissection of thing and reaching like nearing like the end of it, when is that point that you finally hit the cusp when you're like, okay, now I can separate the post. I can't separate. The, sorry, I, I. You can. I know what I'm trying to say. You can separate the person from the very get go, but it's just separating everything that you've been through with. that person not really the person not really the person okay. that's what i learned from everything and i don't think there's any set um conclusion to this episode i think it's just something we really wanted to talk about something that we've spoken about on our calls quite often we all just like stand at the same stance as we did before we started like we, we, we believe so i but i i walked what. out with a different um, outlook on one thing which is trying to the one thing that i walked out okay. differently was is that people who are sympathizers or people who say you know like believe it they all always rely on as i said earlier quantitative data to say to back up their statement what more do you need quantitatively than eight people lie out of 100 yeah 92 people are telling the truth 92 people that is the that is the thing you should focus on is that there are 92 people who are not lying and just one last thing i want to yes. talk about go ahead is and now this is kind of just branching out into i think just the anatomy of sexual assault in mm-hmm. general because that also is encompassed by what people like go through do you guys believe that when there is someone with so much power like a ronaldo or even a bill clinton in the 90s you guys have heard about yes. his affair so he had a just a monica quick, lewinsky monica lewinsky right monica right, but, but you know like even that song like think about it that's so offensive it mm-hmm. it's so offensive to call a song about a 22 year old girl that's 4 years older than us she I was she that. was 22 and they had a relationship and he was 55 and yes it was consensual but can you call that consensual can he was you? the president She was like and and when you think about it, yeah, everything, even like Beyonce, I think in one of her songs named Monica Lewinsky, isn't that so offensive? You're literally skewing the experience of a child. She was a child. A 22-year-old is a child for all mm-hmm. things. We have. Such an adult is a child. We have. I don't see have, my sister as an adult. I don't see my sister as an adult, and I will at some point in life. Yeah. But my sister's 21, and do you really like? Do you believe then that power imbalances then also play a role in like 100%. like for example Ronaldo even if he's consensually hooking up with a fan I'm not talking about the allegation that is for sure but if he's if there is another situation where he's consensually hooking up with a fan do you believe that that's truly wholly consensual 
lot of grey area there. Yeah. A lot of grey area. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that. I don't think that that's... I don't, I don't think that it might just not be... I don't think that it can be fully consensual then, right? Because aren't you also it then like... It can't be equal to it's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that is a better way yeah, to put it. It's equal. not an equal dynamic. And isn't like any interaction supposed to be equal in like the full honest like the full honest truth of any like sexual interaction it should be equal and when there is such a stark power imbalance is there any chance of reducing it to equality so many questions no. there i'm really um i think we can take that up later as well because this is a very good question and it's left me with so much food for thought but again like i don't know what to make of it Right. Of course, there's a power imbalance, but... And, and we're saying I, consider that when you are exactly. going and processing through your idols being mm. sexual assaulters or being um, accused of sexual assault, please consider that power imbalance yeah. of what you call consensual and what you don't, you know? Exactly. Okay, so I think we've reached the end for today's episode with everything we've discussed. Um, if it was extremely heavy for you, we're so sorry. We really didn't mean for it to be. Um, again, no set conclusion for it. I think we just wanted to... It's just, just believe the fucking survival. It's just, survival. just believe the survival. No questions asked. Stop asking. Stop, like, asking, questioning what they're saying. Just stop it. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, no one topic was discussed here. I think we just... Talked about Talk a bunch me. of things that go under one main umbrella topic. Alright guys, so we'll be going for today. But um, again, I want to say this again. If you think we said anything wrong or if you think your opinions differ from us, please reach out to us. Please let us know. Alright, our social batteries yeah, also, running. Also, if you oh. think we said something wrong, please like, tell us about it. Because yeah. yeah. It is a very expansive topic. It's there a very expansive so topic. We are definitely, um, it basically it's human to error. So if we did say anything that you don't agree with or you think is ethically not right, then do let us know. All right, I was saying this before. I'll say it now because I think we're done. Our social battery's running out now, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.